Hey, what's up? You are listening to the My Secrets Purpose with Christian Shields podcast, a safe place to be to help you discover your true purpose, navigate through life, and decide on your next steps. Hello, 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 everyone. It is Thursday, and it is time for another Ask Christian session. Today, I am so excited because we have another special guest. But before we get into that, let's do a quick recap of last week. And also, if you're new, my name is Christian Shields. I am the founder and creator of My Secrets Purpose Conference. I also do these conversations to connect with you, to get you speaking and talking about uh, the things that you don't really like talking about. So those secret things that you deal with, whether it's your health, your faith, your overall relationship, sometimes we hit on that. But I want us to talk about it and let's make those things normal. Let's become more aware of who we are so that we can make the change that we want to make in our lives and bring others with us. Last week, we had a great conversation about mental health, especially associated with trauma. Trauma is something that impacts everyone's life. So if you didn't get a chance to check that episode out, go ahead and check it out on the timeline. It is definitely a must watch, especially if you have loved ones and yourself are going through some things, there was some helpful tips. But today I'm excited to share with you all a very special guest. Her name is Miss Tisha Henderson. She is a registered nurse clinician. She is a frontline employee who partners with her clients to support them in attaining the best clinical outcomes with their health. Her areas of specialty are lifestyle and disease management, and she is definitely an advocate, y'all, for health and wellness and is able to support her clients in taking the steps that they need to optimize their health, whether that's an area of exercise, whether it's stress management, weight management, tobacco sensation, healthy eating. Like She's going to give you all a rundown today, and I'm really hoping that you you all could take this time to kind of drive her tips and the resources that she provides to you today into your life so that you can make the lifestyle changes that you strongly desire to make. So you all help me welcome Miss Tisha right now. Hello. Hello. I'm excited to be here today. Thank you for having me, Christian. It's an honor to be here and to be able to speak with you today on this platform. So I do appreciate that. Yes, I do appreciate you as well. I um, share that this is definitely a conversation that needs to happen. It's a conversation that we all need to talk about. Our health is impacted in multiple ways. And so um, before we get into like the, the nitty gritty of things, I want you to kind of just take a minute and kind of, you know, just bring us to speed into where you are right now and the work that you do. Yes, absolutely. So I'm Tisha Henderson. I am a registered nurse clinical health coach. Um, I work for a company called ShareCare. I've been with this company for 13 years. It was formerly known as Healthways and was founded by Jeff Arnold, um, who founded WebMD. He came together with Dr. Oz, a lot of guys are probably familiar with Dr. Oz in 2010, and they formed a digital health and wellness platform. Um, it uses a lot of evidence-based programs, and I like to consider the health coaches like the personal touch. So we're registered nurses, health coaches, we have registered dietitians on our team. And it is telephonic-based as far as my outreach to the patient, but I do a lot of coaching in terms of behavioral change, in terms of self-care and health care, helping someone to optimize their health and prevent complications with their health long-term. And we work in two different components. So there is like the lifestyle management program that focuses on someone, an individual that's fairly healthy, 
but they want to prevent complications with their health in the future. So they we focus with them a lot on just like you know exercise, stress management, weight management, um, those types of things. And then there's the clinical component, which I tend to do a lot more of, and that's where I focus with individuals on managing chronic health conditions like diabetes, heart disease, heart failure, asthma, COPD. And I just help them to really work on strategy to prevent complications long-term with their health. Um, and that, you know, just helping them realize they're not defined by their condition and there's still a lot that they can do to prevent complications in the future. And so that's what I do day in and day out. Um, ShareCare's vision really aligns with my life's purpose. So I feel like I am doing what I love to do. I'm very passionate about it. And I feel like that change begins with me. So that's what's kept me here because I'm doing something that I love to do. And then also I'm internalizing that change so that I'm relatable, <laughs> you know, and I'm able to really support yeah. those members in taking the steps they need to take to make those changes. Absolutely. And I want to thank you for this work because this work is not easy to do. You're like your work is not easy to do at all. Um, because it's not, I mean, like when you hear people talk about like what they are experiencing, a lot of times it's hard for them to talk about it. And so allowing someone to come to your world and teach you new things and teach you about lifestyle can be difficult sometimes um, because we've lived a certain way. Right. And we love the way we live. And so with that being said, I kind of like you right. talk about some of the common diseases and illnesses. So can you list like what are the top two, especially that you see amongst our community that you are having to like battle with the most in trying to get people to, you know, make those lifestyle changes? Yeah, absolutely. So coronary artery disease or cardiovascular disease, heart disease, however you want to term it, mm -hmm. is still the number one killer in the United States of America. Um, also, it disproportionately affects women, like one in five women. I think in 2017, over 300,000 women died at the hands of heart disease. And then also you have twin epidemics, obesity and diabetes. I like to call them the twin epidemics because they're happening simultaneously. Um, so as you see an increase in obesity, in obesity, you see an increase in type 2 diabetes. Yeah. Those two alone are risk factors for coronary artery disease. So once again, it takes us back to heart disease. Um, a lot of chronic health conditions, though, are largely preventable. And that's kind of where my passion lies. And a lot of it is linked to prolonged expo exposure to chronic stress. And if we can do something within ourselves to decrease our stress levels, we can really cut down on the inflammation within our bodies and we can cut down on chronic illness. So you have wellness, then you have um, chronic inflammation and chronic stress, which then equals chronic illness. But a lot of these conditions like heart disease and diabetes, cancers, um, arthritis, autoimmune diseases, they're largely preventable. And I'll talk a little bit more about some study and research that has been done around genetics and how genetics play the role, but it only plays about 20% of that role. 80% of it is predicted to be our lifestyles and our environment. So your genetics are not necessarily your fate. And we have the power within us to turn certain genes off and on. So meaning you may be more predisposed to diabetes, for example, because you have a family history of that or you're you know, genetically predisposed to that um, lifestyle changes that you make, the environment that you live in, 
how you manage your stress, how you feel about yourself, the relationships that you're in, the career from fulfillment that you have. You have the control or, or the ability to really turn those genes off. So then that disease process, is, that, that condition is not expressed, even though you're more uh, predisposed. And that gets into a study of epigenetics. I won't get into that a whole lot. I'm still learning a lot about that. But it's interesting to me that the science backs that really it comes down to us making the decision to make the changes we need to make to be healthy. So I'm glad that you brought that um, up, that it comes down to us. So when I thought, when we talked about like how self-care played into healthcare, that made me think, let's title this how self-care is healthcare. Because a lot of the times we don't think about preventing prevention when we're so much in survival mode, all, like when we're in survival mode all the time. Mm -hmm want to do a quick fix we want to get on more medication like it's a lot of things that we may do to kind of go against what could be best for us can you talk about like some of the things that the common things that you see people do instead of changing their lifestyle yeah so a lot of times people will make a lot of excuses you know for not making those changes um people are busy I get it. And then right now with COVID-19 and with people being at home and, you know, they're closer to the fridge and they're dealing with the change, you know, to their normal routine, their homeschooling. And, you know, there's a lot going on and people are dealing with a lot of anxiety, stress. And the number one, I guess, I wouldn't say excuse, but the number two reasons that I get for not making that change is time management. Mm -hmm. So people just don't have the time. And then they just kind of lack the motivation. Or a lot of times people really don't, when I ask someone, how do you define health? A lot of times I'll get, it's just basically the absence of disease. You know, I don't have any chronic health conditions. I feel really? fine. I eat healthy and I exercise. So for me to really encourage someone to take care of themselves, I have to have them look past that. I have to have them open their mind up and look at their health as multidimensional. So not just what you're feeding yourself on your plate, what are you feeding yourself off your plate? Your health also entails your career fulfillment, once again, your physical activity, your spiritual practices, you know, you have to, your relationships, you know, you have to incorporate all those things when you think about your health. Are you sleeping well? Are you hydrating well? You know, um, are you just internally, are you happy? Um, mm. But a lot of times I think the problem is we're busy. We're we multitask when we're eating. So when we do that, we're not really mindful of what we're eating. We're eating fast and we're not digesting our food properly. That causes inflammation, indigestion, a lot of digestive issues. Um, we no longer, you know, take that seat at the dinner. You know, we're connected to our devices. Um, you know, we're sending an email and we're eating, you know, at the same time. So we really just really taking the time to prioritize ourselves, but, but your self-care is so important and it does equal health care. Mm. I will just share a statistic. Um, I think in 2018, U.S. healthcare spending went up by 4.6%. Mm. And it reached, the, the total cost of healthcare at that time was like $3.6 trillion. Mm. That's like $12,000 per person in healthcare costs. The U.S. spends a Fortunate amount of money in healthcare relative to um, its wealth. So we spend a lot of money on preventative healthcare healthcare um, conditions due to the lack of self-care. 
So it starts with you. So your your self care starts at home. It doesn't start in your doctor's office. Um, I do encourage you to have a doctor. We need doctors, but I'll talk a little bit more about that later. But it really starts with you taking that control back and doing what you can do um, to prevent the hospitalizations, to prevent the overuse of the ER. You know, to really cut the cost of healthcare so that it is affordable. Um, we do a really good job in the United States with being reactive, you know, dealing with chronic health conditions, dealing with trauma. But where we lack is that whole being proactive and focusing on prevention. You know, so if I take care of me and I prioritize me, then I'm better for the whole. So I'm more effective at work. I'm more effective as a spouse. I'm more effective as a parent. I'm just, I'm happier. I'm healthier. I'm whole. Well, that's not just about me. So what you do for you is affecting the person next to you. I always yeah. say there's people side to the other side of your purpose. What I do internally affects the person. So it starts with one person. So if you make that change, someone's watching you and it's going to affect the next person. And if they make that change, that can maybe drive change in another person. Yeah. We all are a unique piece to the puzzle, um, but we all contribute to the healthcare deficit. <laughs> so we can all be a part of that change that we want to see to decrease healthcare costs and also just to be happier, healthy, and whole internally with that question. Yeah, actually, you gave us a whole lot. And I think that um, that's good, because we don't really see how some of those connect sometimes. Sometimes we think just how you say it, you're in good health, if you don't have a health condition, right. And I think that's unrealistic for mm -hmm. a lot of people. Um, well, basically, that is unrealistic. Sometimes your health is impacted, like you said, about high levels of stress, and not digesting your food eating and working like that i'm guilty of that that's probably like the top thing like, i'm always <laughs> trying to send an email and like not you know i'm i have this thing right now where i'm like okay let me try to like chew my food for 30 seconds you know instead of just like getting it going but hearing you it's just like okay i need to be more mindful about that i need to actually when I'm at the dinner table, not have not have multiple things there and use the dinner table for what it's for. And that's to like come together, have conversations, um, let's eat, let's talk. But I know that you are also passionate about conversation that needs to happen, especially at the dinner table. Uh, right now, it's like get up and go. You know, especially with us being in a house with one another for so long, it's like I don't really like. We've seen each other for the past like. 15 hours like mm -hmm. so how can we encourage conversations still especially when we're burnt out or maybe exhausted with like even interactions with our mm -hmm. love what do you recommend you know just really um you know reprioritizing what's priority you know and making sure that you do even if it's just 10 minutes a day that um you sit down maybe with your family and, and get to communicate with your family about things that, that are important to you. Um, be able to, you know, maybe if you were just to take your phone and sit in another room, you know, or turn off the TV, you know, and really just, really all it takes is just being mindful, being there in those moments, like starting to prepare. What would encourage sitting down at the dinner table would be starting to prepare more meals at home. And when you do that, prepare it with love. Just the act of cooking for some people is de-stressing it well. So, what you might have to do is revise your grocery list, go grocery shopping, and then even if you just decide to set a small goal that, hey, I will have one meal a week at home with my family. 
and then involve your family in preparing that meal. You know, you infuse it with love, and when you're putting those ingredients, you know, in that food, you know what you're putting into it. So now I'll take it back to your health. You tend to take in less sodium, less sugar, less fat when you're preparing those at home. And then to sit down and to be able to enjoy that meal with your family, that makes it more of a social engagement and you begin to connect. And that's good because then you have healthy dialogue along with a healthy meal. And then that love is being shared at that table. And believe it or not, that helps to decrease your internal stress levels. There have been studies that show that we walk around in chronic stress all day. Mm. Well, we walk around in fight or flight response. You've probably heard mm. that. That yes. is the activation of your sympathetic nervous system. So your sympathetic nervous system is to, it's good. You know, it's supposed to go into effect when there's danger, you know, or when there's trauma. But because of the way we are in today's society and our high exposure to a lot of stress, we're constantly activating that system. And when that happens, you have these surge of hormones that come out. Um, one of those stress hormones being cortisol, then you have this belly fat, this deep visceral fat that's deep in your belly, it surrounds your organ systems. Well, it's more sensitive to cortisol. And what cortisol does is it increases that belly fat, right? And then so that makes you resistant to weight loss. And then also um, with that, it increases aging and weight gain. So then it's just a trickle down effect from there. And it causes low level, um, low grade inflammation. But chronic exposure to those stress hormones and low grade inflammation over time is once again what leads to the chronic health conditions that we see. So something as simple as preparing a meal at home, you know, eating it at the dinner table, having a conversation and disconnecting from your devices can do you a lot, you know, in terms of your overall self-care. But that's just one small thing that you can do, you know, choose to do that. Yeah. Wow. And to think that those options are really preventative measures, you know, a lot of I'm mm -hmm. actually I'm blown away because I'm thinking sometimes self care is associated with if I just took a moment to do some meditation and that was enough. But then I started mm -hmm. realizing, you know, as I was hearing you talk, sometimes when you do you work out a lot but you still don't see that much change in your body. Do you think that that's also attached to, you know, just activating those stress hormones? Right, so your body can become resistant to, um, even if you're eating, you know, a healthy diet and you're exercising and you're doing all these things, but you're still um, really stressed, you really haven't dealt with the stress with the root. Um, then yeah, sometimes your body becomes resistant and that weight doesn't come off like it should because once again, we talk about the hormones um, and how your body, your visceral fat, the deep fat in our gut is more sensitive to that and can make that fat in that area a little more resistant to the weight loss. So you really have to deal, like sometimes I'll ask people, what do you think? A lot of times people know, people know what they need to do to take care of themselves. But the thing is people don't act off of what they know. People act off of how they feel. So when you think about self-care, you have to really think, come from a place of empowerment and not self-sabotage. A lot of times people, you know, you'll say, well, what's going good with your health right now? And they'll get, well, I could be doing this better. I'm not doing that. You don't know what, to, but tell me what you are doing. And you have to help people to shift their way of thinking um, so that they can talk to themselves more in a positive light, you know? Um, so that they're motivated and they have an empowered mindset. Because a lot of times I'm here to coach you from the sidelines. You know what you need to do. 
you have the ball, you're on the field, you have to run the ball. So I'm here to coach you. I can give you some strategy, right? I can throw some ideas your way, but it's going to take you to implement those changes. Yeah. Um, so I have to get in touch with what drives the person, what's their why, what's their life's purpose, what motivates them, what empowers them. So self-care is so hard because a lot of times we're not in tune with our life's purpose and we're not in tune with what empowers us, we're not in tune with what motivates us. We think about ourselves in a negative light. We lack the self-confidence as well and the support that we need um, to drive those changes. So I'm trying to take you from information, you know, as a nurse, as, as you know, your dietitian might be giving you, as your doctors might be giving you to transformation. That's what makes it so difficult. How do I get someone to really prioritize their health and really understand the why behind, why they're wanting to do that? Wow. So you are also in school right now, and you're studying um, integrative nutrition. And mm -hmm. that is kind of like, and you'll be doing like holistic health and wellness coaching, which I kind of heard you um, speak about that uh, a little bit. So can you share like why, why integrative nutrition? Why do holistic health and wellness? Because a part of me knew that there's always something more. Like, what could it really be that is allowing things in terms of health to continue to go the way that they're going? I wanted to see a change. Um, also, nurses and doctors were like, we're not given a whole lot of education on nutrition. Um, so I wanted to learn more about, too, how our food is functional and informational. So what you take in communicates to your body at the cellular cellular level. Um, it tells your body what to do. So when you take in food, if your body doesn't recognize it as food, then it sets up an inflammatory process. Mm. Um, digestive issues also culprit for a lot of chronic health conditions. And I wanted to learn more about that because I myself, I've struggled with digestive issues for years. I've had every test known to man from the endoscopy to the colonoscopy to, mm -hmm. you know, they looked at my gallbladder and no answers. So yeah. I know that, that nutrition, nutrition played a foundational part in our health and I wanted to learn more about it. And then also um, I wanted to have a more holistic, non-judgmental approach in terms of my coaching. So I knew that the Institute for Integrative Nutrition would help me to do that. So to help me to do what I'm already doing at my job, which I love, but also to be able to do it better, you know, so more effectively mm -hmm. to have a, a larger knowledge base and then implement that into what I'm doing and to carry it out there into, into our community, you know, and to share that knowledge with people because I have family members with diabetes. I have family members with heart disease. I have family members that are depressed or stressed. I myself have dealt with, you know, some of those conditions. So that's what inspired me to learn more. So that's why. Um, I want to get that certification, so I'll have a certification when I'm able to, um, yeah, go ahead and, you know, share that with the board. <laughs> I think that that's good because a lot of times that, that answers the question of how people, people want to know, like, how did you get into what you got into? And honestly, I don't want to work with any, I wouldn't want to work with anybody who, whose work hasn't directly impacted their lives in any way. Mm -hmm. so, um, I don't want to work with an idealist. I don't want to work with someone who sees <laughs> these roles as being something that is a money go-getter type of ordeal. I want to work with people who are passionate about what they do, who have life experiences that have impacted them, who are putting in the work, like studying, getting the education, um, sharpening mm -hmm. 
skills and practicing it. And I think that that direction you're going is a great way to go. And I think that your work would be be phenomenal, you know, and life changing for people because you have something invested in it. And I think that makes the difference. And I'm glad that you also mentioned about how you have got you went to a place where you was like there has to be more. Um, I've done everything that is said to do right now to search my body and I still don't have an answer. And I really want you to kind of talk a little bit more about how that made you feel like to be in that place because the people you're gonna you help are there, but what like share with us how you kind of got out of that place and and here to say, you know what, that I'm a this is what I'm gonna do about it. This is what I'm gonna do. I miss what you said. Yeah, this is what I, this is what I want to do. This is my response to no answers. Yeah, so so like when I really decided that I've become passionate about this was my life's work. This is what I wanted to do. Um, well, before um, I became a health coach with um, Grace, which is not shared care, I worked in the hospital. I worked at Missouri Baptist Medical Center um, as a med surge oncology nurse, and I just saw how sick people were. And you know, I'm at the bedside and I had several patients. I see how, I mean, God bless our nurses. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, they do a lot of hard work and they're needed. And I have patients and on top of that, those patients will have several doctors, you know, and then on top of that, you have family members too that you're dealing with. And I just felt like I didn't have, for me, I'm passionate about education and I'm passionate about building a working relationship with those that I'm talking to or work for. You know, um, I just didn't have the time in the hospital to really share, you know, with that patient or to really have a discussion with that patient around how can we prevent you from even getting here? Yeah. You know, I knew I needed to be in healthcare, but I wanted to be on the side of the bell curve. I wanted to be more on the preventative, proactive side, and I wanted to prevent those people from coming into the hospital. So I was like, although I knew I was meant to be a nurse, that just wasn't where I was meant to be. So now I found a place where I'm passionate. You know, I really want to focus on um, prevention and wellness and what can we do to hopefully prevent you from getting to that point. And there's a lot that can be done. Um, there's a motivational speaker by the name of Jim Ron, and he says, take care of your body. It's the only place you have to live. And when mm -hmm. you think about it, it's like, yeah. it's true. Take care of your body. It's the only place you have to live. And if I can add to that, take care of your mind too, because the research backs that your mindset, so what you think about yourself, your mental affects your physiology. And um, what you're thinking can either have a negative effect on your health outcomes or a positive effect on your health outcomes. And this affects you once again all the way down to the cellular level. Um, and we know that sometimes the outcome of what we think about ourselves, what we believe about ourselves and our confidence levels um, are reflective in our healthcare outcomes. But that's what drove me to where I'm at now. I just wanted to be on the other side of the I think that you are saying exactly what a lot of people are out here feeling right now. You know, this time has allowed us really to say, am I doing what I want to do? Am I living the way I want to live? Have I changed the things mm -hmm. that I really need to change to have the lifestyle that I really, really want? And mm -hmm. how can I create smart goals? that are attainable like how can mm -hmm. i do that so help us give us some ways of how we can actually do this start small and we do um 
use smart goals too. So when I'm coaching a client, you know, we're talking about those smart goals. So be very specific. Don't set vague goals. Um, make sure you have a vision. Visualize, like, okay, so I'll, I'll start off the conversation. I'll say, you know, where you are now, where you see yourself localizing now, where would you envision yourself in the next six months? Okay, so you need to, to have a vision. And sometimes, even though we may talk to ourselves in a certain way, our mind thinks in pictures. So if you have to create an image and put it somewhere where you can visualize it daily so that you can reflect on it to drive home that change, do that. I tell people, write your goals down. Put them somewhere where you can see them daily and reflect on them because it's the mental muscle that you have to strengthen first. It starts in our mind. And then less is more. Like I'll talk to people and I'm like, well, I have to exercise 30 minutes, you know, five days a week. And then also I want to eat right, you know, and then you know, I want to make sure that I'm moving about two to five inches and lose 50 pounds. Single pointed focus. Focus on one small thing at a time. Okay, and then give it 21 or 30 days. You need to create a new habit. So write it down, reflect on it, allow yourself time to create the habit. And then once you create the habit, you're more likely to sustain it. So it does need to be realistic. I mean, realistic, I'm sorry. It does need to be time bound. You know, it does need to be attainable, measurable, and specific. So in terms of smart goal. But I always just tell people, stop small. So like if they say they want to lose weight, I'll say, okay, think about weight loss as the byproduct of the changes that you're trying to make. <clears throat> weight loss is the big picture, and that can be an overwhelming goal. But what are some things that you can do to lose weight? One thing is drinking more water. Sometimes we'll just start there. Okay, so let's drink more water. So I'll work on taking in, you know, two to four bottles of water a day is something that I'm not already doing. How does that help with weight loss? It aids in your digestion. It helps your body to get rid of toxins. It acts as a filler. It helps to transport nutrients to your body the way they need to be transported to the cells so that they can function properly. Um, so we talk about the why behind doing that. And then we talk about strategy. Well, how can I do it? You know, because if I let them set a vague goal, they won't follow through. So how can you, how can you bring yourself to a point of drinking more water? Well, I don't know. Well, I'll let them brainstorm a little, then I'll give suggestions. So for some people, setting a reminder on their phone or having, you know, the water bottles at their desk, <clears throat> maybe using a fun straw. When you drink out of a straw, you're going to take in more. And also, if it's something that's attractive to you <laughs> or that stands out, you're more likely to grab it. You know, and then also have some accountability. So maybe track your water intake or have someone, family member or a friend, tell them, what you're trying to do and see if they'll hold you accountable to that. And then I'm here to hold you accountable as well. So set the goal small, single point of focus, give yourself time, write it down, visualize it and have some accountability. That's what I would say. Thank you so much for all of the information that you shared today. And I'm hoping that the viewers can go back and kind of watch um, watch this episode again or share it out so that people can you know learn how self-care is healthcare. Um kind of mm -hmm. I would love to say replacing, you know, hospitalization, mm -hmm. you know, but that that is the hope. And yeah. so um I believe that this will be promoting um, positive change in the healthcare system for individuals. Mm -hmm. So just before we kind of wrap it up, is there any advice or any last things that you want to share um, that you just want to get out before we go? Well, definitely take care of yourself. It's not selfish, as we discussed over and over again. <laughs> when you take care of you, you take care of others, right? 
And then when you prioritize, you're better for the whole. So you're more effective in all areas of your life. And I would say, you know, when you think about your health, take it past your plate and take it past just the level of physical activity um, or just the mere absence of disease. It, it's bigger than that. So make sure that you are, you know, um, you know, you're fulfilled. You know, you understand what your life's purpose is if you're able to do so in your career. Make sure that you're in healthy relationships as, as healthy as they can possibly be. You know, so take that into consideration. Even your spiritual practices play a role in your overall um, health and wellness. And it's okay. It's okay to be selfish in terms of your health care because you're, you're really making a change, not just for you, but for us. Thank you. And how can we learn more about you or where can we find information if we'd like to connect with you? Yeah, so um, I'm on Facebook, um, Tisha Henderson, um, T-I-S-H-A Henderson. Um, also, my email, you can email, directly, email me directly, Tisha, T-I-S-H-A, A-K-A 21 at gmail.com. And I also have an Instagram. I'm not as active on Instagram, but it's Tisha, T-I-S-H-A, A-K-A 21. So you can find me there. If you have questions for me, I'd be happy to answer. Or if I can support you in any way. Okay. And just one last thing before we go. Tell us something that you know it's true that almost nobody agrees with you on. Um, that we have the power within us to um, make the changes that we need to make to be our best, best, best selves. Like we carry it internally. <laughs> Everything you need to be successful in life, you already have it. Sometimes people don't agree with that, um, but it's all there. We just have to find a creative way to bring it out. Thank you so much for tuning in with us today. I think that um, it has been very good connecting with you today. I think that um, this conversation was needed. I think that many people need to um, really, really put themselves first and reprioritize. I think that's a personal thing to do. And it is my hope that we do that to the best of our ability. And thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much. I, thank you so much. You are welcome. I appreciate you. Hang tight for me. Thank you all so much for tuning in to another Ask Christian session. And just remember, as always, my final three C's is to connect, connect with yourself authentically and to commit to your own self-care, balancing your own life and taking care of your own business and consistently do it at a pace that works for you. Now you can also learn more about My Secrets Purpose Conference at mysecretspurpose.com. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next Thursday for another Ask Christian Shield session.
Thank you for choosing the My Secrets Purpose with Christian Shields podcast. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast. And if you want love in your inbox, be sure to sign up for the My Secrets Purpose emails and drop us a message for any episode or information that you would like to share back with us. Until next time, remember our three C's. Connection with yourself authentically, committing to your own self-care, balancing your own life and every business hat you wear, and consistently choose holistic wellness at a pace that works for you.